Hello, folks. Welcome to the Tony and Dakota podcast. A uh, little role reversal. Dakota. What up? Peace. Usually intros this. Mm-hmm. But today I have a very special guest. It's the CEO of Whoa. LTD Property Whoa. Group, LTD PG Management, LTD Everything, whoa, Dakota whoa. Bailey. Whoa, whoa. Best friend, business partner, whoa, quality, nine. quality dude. He's the one that you need to know to get your deals closed. He's got sales training. I'll just pitch that right now in the beginning. <laughs> I'm not going to run it off on a tangent right off the bat. <laughs> Let's talk about 2023. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we want to talk to you guys about. So uh, last year, I think we did it last year. I can't remember if we actually ended up filming I don't, one. We didn't do last okay. year. Yeah, so we missed last year. The The one year that we actually recorded this for you guys, like, tell you about everything that we did, number of deals we did, all that stuff. I think a lot of people liked it. Today, we're going to go even more in depth because our KPIs have gotten even better, which is cool. So we're going to tell you how many deals we got from each marketing source. So you guys, hopefully that'll help you as well. So you're going to know where our deals came from, how many we got from that. We kind of have a rough idea on the ROI, but the bad thing is the ROI, like the market spend is only up until like... Uh, think October or something like that is the last one I did. So it's going to say that our ROI is better. But yeah, it's going to be some cool stuff. So. Well, let's tell them about 2022 since we kind of missed that one. Uh, total number of deals was around like what 102 closed by the end of the year, but 120 bought or so. Yep. I remember the distribution of leads was primarily texting. Texting was our best lead source. They didn't come up with all of these regulations around it and make it as complicated as it is now. Second biggest was uh, direct mail. We weren't sending out nearly as many pieces as we are today. We're sending out a lot more direct mail now. And then I think the third one was surprising to me. It was like referrals, right? Between MAH, Middle America Homes, and then folks who knew us slash uh, connected with us in some way because of awareness, just building community and having the Real Estate Investors Association toward the end of the year, like social media, I think we just got connected that way. And then shortly after that was the Carrot website, which yeah. is also a top of mind thing. Well, I still feel like you talk about this year. Like, all of that stuff is this year. I, I don't know about 2022. Were we talking this year? Oh, I was just talking about 2022. Just to give them, like, okay, that was 2022, around 120 deals. Net was around 1.2 million. Yeah, so we bought. I'm just going to go back to the Instagram photo because I did all the calculations then. That was pretty dang close. I think we found a couple more lingering, like, afterwards. We're like, oh, yeah, we forgot about that one. Oh, yeah, we forgot about this one. We threw a couple more in. But 2022 stats was total properties purchased, 142. It says properties sold was 98. I actually think we sold around 101 after I, like, found the other ones that were missing. Uh, total rental units added. That's a number that I did not actually calculate before getting on the podcast, which we can look it up and figure I that out. it was 10. It was? Mm -hmm. Dang, okay. I, that's more than what I thought. So I didn't think we added that many this year. But yeah, so... Uh, oh, we, no, 2022, I mean. Oh, no, it's 24. 
Oh, 24? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was 24 in 2022. Okay. I was thinking this year. I'm like, oh, we might have added 10 this year, but mm-hmm. I don't even know if we added that much. But I'll have mm-hmm. to calculate that number. But, yeah, that's 2022 stats. I really don't remember where the deals came in from, but the stats that you're talking about, I believe, are more aligned with, with uh, this year's. Okay. I really don't remember uh, much of it. But I do remember in 2022, I think that we spent around maybe 150 k in – in marketing costs, if I remember right, is somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So um, we've spent a lot more than that this year. Mm-hmm. So I think we spent around three something, three fifty. I think it's about twenty five thousand dollars a month now. Yeah, three hundred thousand, somewhere around there. Three hundred to three hundred fifty thousand dollars so far this year. So our marketing and everything looks a lot different. So anyway, yeah. Just to recap on the numbers, I just said twenty twenty two stats. So again, not this, not twenty twenty three. This last year, twenty twenty two, bought one hundred forty two. We sold one hundred one, and we added twenty four rental units. So and then yeah, we netted uh, total net 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 net. Like after paying employees, was somewhere around one point two. The net profit on just the flips themselves was you know somewhere around two million. And something that gets interesting as you grow that we've continued, we discover this every year again and again, is that when you carry over properties into the next year, let's say like last year we carried over 40, this year we might carry over, we got a lot in our pipeline right now, like Mm -hmm. 70 or something like that, that we might carry over into the next year. When you think of like, okay, last year we carried over 40. Well, if you cover carry over 40 this year around the same price and you don't buy any more expensive properties, then you're like, oh, I actually have more cash in the bank. Whereas when your money is sitting in your properties, you have all of these unrealized gains. And so you still get taxed as though you made more money than you actually received in the bank. You just haven't received it yet. So it ends up being like this weird gray area where you're like, man, I haven't received all this money. Wait, the company say that again. Grew. Say that again. Oh, so like let's say one year we carry over uh, 40 properties. Mm-hmm. And then this year we carry over 70 properties. Mm-hmm. And the cost of those properties, like per property is $100,000. That's $300,000 mm-hmm. that we weren't able to cash out and receive the monies for yet. So because you're rolling over so much more inventory, you're not receiving the money to pay the taxes that you would like to Got it. have the money to pay them. <laughs> so we bought the properties. We spent the money. Mm-hmm. It's not a deduction. Yeah. It just counts as inventory. And then we also didn't get the money back. And so now we owe money. But it's not. we're not taxed on those properties yet. Like on the ones that we are in the middle of, we just had to pay for them and don't get anything for deductions or any of the other bull crap and money you spend on them. That's mm-hmm. the interesting thing, too, is like the repairs. You repair them all. You can't write that off. That's weird. Yeah. But, yeah, I get it now. I think that's, that's something people don't think about when they're like, oh, yeah, I'll just buy more, buy more, buy more. And then they're like, oh, no, I have this huge tax bill. And it's like, hey. You can't pay that tax bill until you cash out some of those properties. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, that's something that I was uh, just talking to Raylene about, actually. She's like, oh, I think that, you know, somebody, there was an investor that's buying a bunch of properties for him. It's like, oh, he's probably just buying them for the end of the year. I'm like, that's not going to help him. It doesn't him. help anything. Yeah, I'm like, that's not going to help him. I that's was a like, misconception. Yeah, a lot like, of people even, even if you kept it as a rental at that point, like, it's not going to help him a whole lot. Like, you're realistically, you know 
couple thousand dollars because he's buying like thirty to fifty thousand dollar properties. I'm like, that's not going to do a whole lot for him, actually. Mm-hmm. So that is a, I think that is a very big misconception, which leads me to another point. Actually, uh, I want to say this on camera for you guys. Like when we're sharing these numbers, we're sharing you guys for educational purposes. Um, our goal is to help. It's not sitting here to brag to you guys or anything like that. Honestly, we have better stuff to do than to brag. So our goal is to help you guys with numbers every mastermind that we go into when they actually share the legitimate numbers and where the deals are coming from all of that stuff it has helped us significantly to know where to put the money to know what to focus on to to kind of help expand our minds about what's possible so that's really our goal here so yeah all right i kind of just want to like have you guess everything (laughs) at this point i think have you been thinking about investing in real estate It's not like what you see on HGTV. We created a course to show you how to really invest and create a profitable flipping and wholesaling business. We show you where to find the money, how to find the deals, and how to negotiate the deals. We go over live sales calls, including negotiations, scripts, role-playing, and so much more. Everything that you need to know to flip houses is in this course. And if there's a video that we didn't make that you want, we'll make it for you. This knowledge has made us well over a million dollars and it's available right now for $9.97. Click the link below, buy the course. I looked at our deals in the pipeline. So from properties that we put under contract to purchase, uh, to properties that are on the market, to properties that are like near closing, I thought it was like 10 million total. From the very beginning of the pipeline to the very bottom of the pipeline, I was like, holy crap just from the outside looking in, you know, like five years ago, never would have thought that was possible to have $10 million stretched out between the top of the pipeline and the bottom of the pipeline. That's not stuff that we own or are going to keep. It's all stuff that's just moving, churning, being uh, acquired, dispositioned, uh, a lot of moving parts. That's how many moving parts we have, $10 million worth of moving parts right now. Well, I mean, even then, we honestly even have more moving parts in some ways if you count in rentals and stuff like that. But, yeah, it got crazy. Uh, I would say in, like, man, I was actually looking this over because in 2021, even then, it wasn't like there was a whole lot of deals. So just give people a little bit more context, too. On 2021 numbers, uh, deals sold 30. Hmm. So 2021, we sold 30 deals. Let's just go into these uh, this year's. So how many do you think we sold? total this year that are sold 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 closed okay well i have an idea of kind of like what the end number could have been so i feel like if i subtract 70 from that i'm going to be close okay what do you think (laughs) 150 you're pretty dang close so 145 okay yep so that's total sold so out of those how many of those do you think were wholesale and how many do you think were a flip um see i feel like i got some insight on this one too we said like 75 25 so that'd be like uh 90 were wholesales 95 yeah it's not too far off so we ended up wholesaling or wholesaling 113 and then 32 of them were flips so Mm -hmm. we actually kind of went up more on the wholesaler wholesale so 
we did a new strategy and this might help you guys out this might be something that we don't do or we decide to keep but basically for clarity's sake which is very important when people are making decisions when you have a lot of people on a team it's so important to like not have a decision maker be the bottleneck right and so a lot of people are like what are we gonna do this one what are we gonna do this one it takes a lot of thought to figure out what you're gonna do whether you're gonna wholesale wholetail or flip a property so a wholesale just literally means quite simply you're not closing on the thing unless you're doing a double close. So it's just buying a property, selling it to an end buyer, you're doing an assignment. A whole tale is where we buy the property, we do very little work, maybe we clean it out, list it on the market. A flip is going to be where obviously you put some money into it. Um, what we decided to do is do the same thing every single time. You got the wholesale guy. So right now our dispositions guy is Kane. He does the dispositions. He's gonna. It's his goal to get that thing. As soon as we get it under contract, his goal is to get it sold before we close on it. Once we close on it, it's Connor's job to then get it cleaned out, cleaned up, ready for the market. It's going to be listed. Then from there, if it doesn't sell once it's listed, then we take it off and we're actually flip it. Just for simple sake, that's what we're doing from here on out. So I think it kind of ramped up our wholesale and wholesale numbers but it's it's been working out decently well the only exception to the rule is if uh, the contractors need work so I and think it's that, been working decent is that two week split on each step of the process for the most part we spend two weeks on each activity and if it doesn't pass through it's more, it's more like 30 days okay because like you know from from when we put it under contract when we actually close it after title work it usually ends up being 30 days like sometimes it's you know rushed but sometimes these people are like oh, i want to stay here because i'm going to live here and all this other stuff so it I probably averages out to 30 days from under contract then we usually have it listed for about 30 days and then after that then you know we fix it up mm. yeah that process has been pretty good so i think that's probably why our wholesales went up because like yeah so percentage wise uh that's 70, 78% have been wholesales or wholetails now. And the goal is always to project how much profit you believe you're going to make based on a conservative ARV of the property. Of course, you never know how the house is going to appraise, if you're going to run into issues later on, or like, you know, the the downside would be that, oh, we didn't know that that property was going to get bid up and could have went for more money. But uh, on the front end, you just project how much profit you're going to make and then go, okay, if we wholesale this and collect an assignment fee, the benefits are we don't have to come up with the money. We don't have to figure out uh, the contractor scenario. We don't have to do a lot of other steps. So if we can make almost the same amount of money doing the wholesale, then let's go ahead and try that first. That's the logic behind of it. And then, of course, when you list it on the market, uh, MLS is like a more popular place for people to go, even folks who believe that they can fix up the homes themselves. So then you get sometimes people who are like uh, sweat equity type people. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you, you go ahead and go through with the full flip because you had confidence from the very beginning that it was still a fantastic deal, even if nobody bought it. Yep. Yeah, I would say like uh, on the on the like the wholesale side it's still like well even if even if it doesn't make sense to like wholesale it or whatever like we just it's more systems kind of thing i would say like instead of like okay well let's evaluate it really really well like oh does it make more sense to flip or anything it's like more of just let's create a freaking system and then also the thing that i do like about the new system is it gives each person an opportunity to make money at each step and then they're kind of put in a rush and they have a timeline and so then they they're given that opportunity which is kind of nice too but it's fun and 
with the the interest rates going up and with people getting a little bit sketched out, I mean, these last couple of years, 2021 was like brutal for buyers. Like, good luck. You got to, you know, pay 20, 30,000 above mm-hmm. appraisal sometimes just to get the house you want in the school district that you want. We had to come up with some new strategies. So uh, we came up where we we borrowed some from mentors, uh, relationships with folks like at Wealthy Investor. Uh, shout out to Monty. He helped us out trying mm-hmm. to figure out the process. Um, oh, who's my guy? Uh, the sports better. Why am I not? Oh, Clint. Yeah, Clint the Closer. Yes, sir. Clint the Closer got on a phone call with me, explained to me the process, and then we kind of just developed our own. So we came up with a novation system for basically you have to build an incredible amount of rapport with the seller in order to be able to do this. But you basically take their place and become them with a limited power of attorney against them and with respect to the property. You're not making medical decisions or anything like that. And then the other strategy when we didn't sell what? There was like two or three this year where we opted it's to more just like five. Okay, we had we had some not go so well on the flip side, and when you got all the way to the end of the the um, pipeline, so to speak, out of options, we had to come up with alternative strategies to disposition these properties. So worst 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 case scenario, we put financing on it, and then we seller financed it. So luckily, the banks that we use are investor-friendly banks. They understand what we're trying to accomplish. They know we, we still want to dispo these properties. And so we were able to find end buyers and seller finance them, the flipped houses, in order to net out and make a little bit of money or even lose a little bit. Like, I feel like there was one... That was just Wolcottville. Yeah, Is yeah. that this year? Where we, yeah, where we might just end up losing a little bit. Yeah. Are you letting deals fall through the cracks because you don't have good systems in place? We've been there before, and honestly, we've tried several different CRMs, and RE Simply has been the absolute best. RE Simply tracks your KPIs, does automatic follow-ups for you, and even records incoming phone calls. The system is very easy to use, and honestly, it has more features than we even know what to do with. If you're looking for a great CRM, try RE Simply today. Click the link in the description below. Check it out now. It's going to be pretty close with interest and everything like that. But, yeah, um, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, – well, a couple of things, actually, as you said there. One, why do we wholesale? That's a question that is asked us. Every investor, whenever we send out, I'm like, well, if it's such a good deal, why would I? Why are you sending it out? I'm like, dude, do you, we – so, actually, to say this, too, we bought 257 is how many we got under contract so far this year, mm-hmm. which is the 29th. It's pretty close to the end of the year when we're recording this. But 257 that we have under contract. We cannot flip them all. As you can tell, we are wholesaling or wholetailing 80% of these, basically. <laughs> I just did the math. I was like, okay, if that's a, a $40,000 rehab for every property, that means we have to come up with uh, $10.2 million yeah. just in construction. Yeah. And that's not even the purchase price, all of that other stuff. Then you got to have the manpower. Like, it's just it's just so much work that I'm like, dude, we wholesale every single time good deals. Like, deals that, honestly, I wish we would have flipped. I'm like, dang, that would have been a nicer flip than the flip we ended up with just because it's like it is what it is. So the funniest part, when you're going to the scale that we are, it's almost easier uh, to wholesale everything and really not even flip. Honestly, we thought about doing that, but now we built a team, and so now it's like, dang, we want to give them some stuff. But it would be uh, 
stupid for us not to actually wholesale some properties at this point because we can't we can't take them all we don't even we used to cherry pick and like you know pick the good ones now we just pick all the ones that nobody else wants like all right, i guess we're gonna do it yeah and when when it comes to the things that give you the highest return on your investment it's normally finding deals Mm-hmm. So uh, Dakota's a master of sales. We've created some pretty quality marketing channels and built them up over time. And, you know, honestly, we explored some new things this year. I mean, we might end up cutting some of those channels off, but you just throw some money at some ch- marketing channels that are working. And you uh, we've been getting better at tracking KPIs, figuring out what our return on investment is for each one of those. But train a quality sales team you have a good marketing funnel and then uh, when you start bringing in a stupid number of deals you don't really have the option to flip all of them it would be catastrophic like your company would go under if you tried to flip all of them so it's necessary yeah that's the hardest part for people to understand i feel like too is like well you're going to make more money flipping which you do so our average so i'll give you guys this too actually our average wholesale we make seventeen thousand dollars basically our average flip we make thirty one five and so what people would think is why don't you just flip everything then because like you're going to make more money but like the cash flow whenever you're holding that many just goes insanely insanely uh i don't know the right word bad down high expensive i can't remember what um josh and tiffany high were calling it it's like your uh, cash flow cycle Mm -hmm. and so you think of how much conversion cycle cash conversion so if i put forty thousand dollars into this property plus hold on to some debt that like i can't go to the bank and borrow that now because i maxed them out you know or go to a different bank to find the money When, when you borrow money and you uh let it sit there in that property it sometimes it's worth it just to get your money back and go do it again sometimes Mm -hmm. speed is actually better than maximizing on every single deal Mm -hmm. and so when you play it out i mean what's how many days does it take us to flip usually it's like 128 133 now 133 and how many days does it take us to wholesale uh, 32. Okay, so you guys at home can do the math on that, but per day, wholesaling makes more sense. Mm. Per unit of time. I never even did that math. So 16, 8 divided by 31 days, that's going to be $542 a day. $542 a day, not a bad payday. Mm-hmm. And then 315 divided by 133. That is two thirty-seven per day. Yeah, I feel like I should do the Gary Vee thing. Like, look at me, zoom in, About zoom half. in again. <laughs> do you want to make two hundred fifty dollars a day, or do you want to make five hundred dollars a day? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's it's a crazy thing for people to understand, though. So yeah, that's the reason why we wholesale stuff. A lot of people are always asking us, "Why do we wholesale?" I'm like, dude, if you knew, it makes a lot of sense, and it's we are giving away free equity there is zero question about that like we are giving away money to other people there's people that have made adley she's made she's bought like six deals from us she's made i think she made like a hundred on one she just quit doing realtor work and just start buying deals from us she is this year (laughs) she actually is but it's just crazy it's like okay you can make six figures on one deal that you buy from us and like she's made multiple six figures all deals that she's bought from us. she hasn't lost on any of them so again it's it's your i was 
had told Kane, our new dispositions guy, it's your it's their responsibility to make sure they make money, you know. But at the end of the day, make an offer. So that's what I would say. If you guys are wanting to buy deals from us, make an offer on the property. Like, you know, it's it, it helps us because if we need to renegotiate, we can renegotiate with the seller and stuff like that. It's not something that we like to do, but sometimes we have a two-week gap in there that we set the proper expectations and stuff. So if you give us a number, we can at least go back and see if we can do your number. Do you know Kane's email? Is it Kane? Kane at Seld Ltd. K-A-N-E yep. at Cell 2 Ltd. And the two is T-O. Yep. To ltd.com. You send him a message. He'll send you over all of our inventory if you're interested in buying a property from us. Yeah. Last thing I wanted to say on the novations, and then we can get into the actual like numbers on lead sources and how many, you know, we got from each one and stuff is novations. Is I was actually talking to Ryan about that today. Ryan's our transaction coordinator for the people listening. Um, but was talking to him about like, why do people do that? Because we just did a novation today. Um, we ended up making like basically 10 grand. It was like $9,600. And so it's crazy because at first we're negotiating. We had it under contract for 67. We were going to basically make like a thousand bucks, like next to nothing. And then I was the one doing all the negotiations and stuff with this person. And I was explaining to the guy, the seller of like, okay, this offer kind of sucks, dude, but I'm not going to hold up your sale, your home. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to hold it up. We're not making anything, but at the end of the day, we're not going to stop it. So the things that they really get is like negotiations. Like I'm going to be the one negotiating for them. So they get somebody with a lot of experience who's done a lot of deals. And then also we do the repairs for them. Like we did that with one in Auburn where it's like, oh, well, it's two grand to fix the furnace. All right, cool. Done. We're, we're making enough money that you already know what you're going to net. You're guaranteed to net that amount. And then uh, there's another one. Um, well, I'll tell the story actually today. The one guy today, I don't even think I told you this, but when when we were negotiating for the 67 or whatever, he's like, you know what? I'll do 60 for you guys. Um, he, we agreed to get net him $62,000. He said, I'll do 60 for you guys to help you guys out. I'm like, dude, that's freaking awesome. Thank you. So we didn't write up the paperwork and then we're just going to do it at closing. Well, then that offer, uh, we got another offer, cash wave inspection, and it was for 75. And so then I, I called him, let him know that, hey, man, uh, the other offer fell through, and it's kind of a good thing because we got this one. And he's like, okay, well, can I do back to 62? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, dude, you're willing to help us out. We're going to help you out. So we got him exactly what he wanted. He's happy as can be, and he said his mom actually might have a property that she, he wants to sell too. Yeah, and um, for people – Again, I, I kind of reviewed it a little bit what a novation is, but it's basically legally you taking over that person's responsibility. So you become them legally with a limited power of attorney, and that allows you to list properties on the multiple listing service for them. Mm -hmm. That allows you to make repairs on their behalf. And so basically what you're doing is you're saying, hey, uh, selling a property can be a pain in the butt. I'm good at it. Let me do all of the work for you. How much money do you need? Because sometimes people have a number in their head and they won't deviate from the number. Even if you give them all the logic, even if they would net the same amount of money, they're not thinking about any of that. They just have a very specific number that they want. And so uh, even in situations too, where like people are going through mortgage foreclosure and you've tried to negotiate with the bank or they have a payoff or they have some sort of like, thing where otherwise it would not make sense for you to buy it because sometimes when we buy these properties uh we're borrowing the money at 12 to i mean we've even somewhere between 10 to 12 percent uh maybe even higher in certain situations but 
you're borrowing the money at such a high rate that when you start doing the math on the holding costs, you can't help them anymore. Yeah, so, and, and hard money lenders charge you points too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes two points. We've had to, we borrowed so much money that we had to pay points. So this is another vehicle. Innovation is another vehicle. Again, it requires an incredible amount of rapport. You have to be very confident that you can help them. You definitely need to have some way to like make sure that you can um, uh, make good on your promises, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like act out of integrity because you're taking a really serious step when <laughs> you get a limited power of attorney against someone. But this is a new vehicle to help uh, move a deal forward if it gets stuck. Donations are pretty cool. I've got another story to tell, and I don't think I even told you this one either. Mm -hmm. So there's one that just closed today, actually. Older people. Dude, we did our best to wholesale this property. We told them, like, this. it was in Columbia City. It was a piece of junk. And I'm like, dude, it is what it is. Like, we'll do our best to help you, but, like, there's no guarantee here. We try to do it. We listed it for them, uh, uh, doing the novation thing. It's... The first buyer fell through after inspection and the lender wouldn't lend on it, all this other bull crap. We finally got it to go through on this one. Then the same thing, they called out a bunch of stuff. We're like, okay, maybe we can do some stuff out of escrow. It's, it took some like finagling here and there, there's nobody else that I think would have figured it out. Raylene actually did a lot on it. But anyway, long story short is it's also some old people and we told them like, hey, we're gonna help you guys move. And we thought we were going to make money, obviously. But at the end of the day, we didn't make any money. And we're still going to help these people move because we're not going to have them freaking old people like hurting themselves or anything like that. So we paid money for this. We straight up lost like somewhere close to a thousand bucks just in order, like make sure that they're taken care of to make sure the deal closed. Because again, when we get a novation, it's not like we're going to stand in the way of them selling their property. If we're not making anything, we're not going to just be like, oh, screw it. We're not making anything. So we're not doing it. It's like, no, we're going to do this deal for you act on your behalf do everything and make no money like as long as we can freaking make sure that you guys are all good that's all that really matters at the end of the day and like and this one we did lose money but again whenever we actually put ourselves out there we're going to do our absolute best to freaking make a deal happen and it's not gonna we're not gonna stop a deal from happening because we're not making anything either. We're just trying to find a way to help them get exactly what they want. And then we can still, obviously our goal is to make money, but if we don't, at the end of the day, we're gonna do whatever we can to help. Pulling data lists like vacant houses, mortgage foreclosures, and tax delinquent properties is important to direct to seller marketing. Batch Leads is the main platform where we store our sellers data and skip trace owners for their phone numbers, emails, and addresses. On other platforms, you end up having to pay twice for the same contact if you've already skip traced it. My favorite thing about batch leads is that if you skip traced a contact once, you never have to pay for that contact again. Batch leads has SMS texting campaigns, direct mail marketing, and driving for dollars app integrated in a simple to use interface. Click the link below and try batch leads today. Yeah, it is funny. Probably uh, my. Uh, accountant would probably tell me not to say this. I don't know if our lawyer would. (laughs) We're basically providing free legal services for people 
in order to help them move on to their next steps in life, like free title services, free legal services, free advice, free problem solving mm-hmm. uh, on a pseudo professional level. You know, we don't have the licenses in order to do that. We're just figuring out the documentation that's necessary in order to take their place and do uh, what they want. You know, yeah. their next move them on to their next steps and and negotiating the liens on their behalf. Like that's something like we've made the contacts with the people who actually can negotiate the liens, too, which is pretty crazy. Like, dude, I literally just sent an email on one today. Actually, they owed uh, it was like eleven five or something like that. Send an email. It'll probably come back a couple thousand dollars less. Like she's awesome over there. Um, but yes, yeah, it's just like, man, we're willing to put in the work and help people with things that for free and it really is for free that's the funniest part is whenever somebody asks you like well how much does it cost nothing we get paid on the back end if it goes through you know how much you owe us if it doesn't work and we can't close it nothing you know how much it costs you if we freaking lose money on the property nothing like it's all actually free for you we get paid on the back end if everything goes well but we've done a lot of stuff like dude i've followed up with banks for years and then it turned into nothing Mm -hmm. so yeah lawyers usually want three hundred dollars an hour if you're yeah. Like trying to get some help. A hundred percent or more. And then they charge you for re-explaining things to them. But <laughs> anyway, we got a good lawyer. I know you're watching, Conrad. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so our number one lead source, how many deals do you think we got from texting? Mm. Sold. Okay, let me rephrase this. Sold. We're only talking about properties that have already been sold. So we've bought, we've have under contract or purchased 257 this year. So on the sold though, that we're going to be talking about the numbers themselves. We're only talking about 145 of the properties because these are actually sold, which is where we actually track our KPIs. We're working on tracking them on the front end, but right now it's just on sold. I'm thinking like, probably like 40% that come out to like 45 it's 47 Ah. that's not that's not 40 percent of 100 and whatever that number i just had up was but it is 45 (laughs) (laughs) so 40 percent of 165 is actually 66 but all right but it is it is 47 from texting which is insane so the 30 something percent yeah the amount of revenue that we made from texting, how much would you guess that we made profit? Minus marketing expenses? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Uh, man. Uh, is that 1.6? It's half that. Okay, eight hundred k. Yep, eight hundred twenty-four thousand just from texting. So mm. our average deal on texting is seventeen five, mm. but that's still that's crazy. So if we did not have texting, we would have to make it up in a lot of different ways. But the nice thing that I keep reminding the guys is, if we lose texting, everybody loses texting. And uh, yeah, like Tony said earlier, the regulations are getting interesting. Mm-hmm. 10 DLC and even RE Simply is now starting to have some issues. They they were switching uh, carriers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they sent out an email saying like, hey, we're going to move from Twilio to Plevo or something like that. And in the process of doing that, it was going to be a little hairy for a minute. But uh, I don't know if it's continued to be hairy. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's freaking annoying. I know we're trying to set it up down in Florida too with with a new one. You can't text, and I'm like, man, so annoying. Until you send in the website and all that stuff and mm-hmm. show that it was clicked through and all of that stuff. So 47 deals from texting. Like, there's not even a close second, which is crazy to me. Like, there's not even a close second. 47 is freaking. That's 28, about 30% of our deals are from texting, which is crazy. Um, our next, do you know what our next one is? Um, direct mail? Yeah, it's kind of tied. So right now it's direct mail and carrot lead. They're both at 15, which yeah, could is, be intertwined. It's so interesting, too, with carrot because, you know, carrot is our website. It's our the website company that we use. It has some. It tries to play the Google algorithm. I've heard that it's not as effective nowadays because Google has gotten better at detecting things that are like you know made by robots mm. uh, with Chat GPT and everything coming out. They recommend you change like forty percent of every article that they automatically generate from you for you. Uh, but then you can't do that with Chat GPT because then it'll detect that. So it has to be an authentic human typing everything out. And it's just this. It's just a mess in order to get it fully automated. Um, and so, anyways, uh, with Carrot, you never necessarily know because your your SEO ranking goes up when you pay for Google pay per click ads, and then people are more likely to go click on your website and spend time there. And for the length of time that they spend there, and you know, you got have something called click through rate. There's all kinds of things that play into it because we also send out mailers, and so sometimes. You know, at the bottom of our mailer, it says go to ltd-propertygroup.com to learn more about our process. We don't know because, you know, people submitting leads on the Carrot website is different from people submitting leads through uh, Google pay-per-click ads. But then sometimes the traffic just gets mixed. You never know why people are, you know, they, they could be going to our Carrot website just because they drove by outside and mm-hmm. saw our sign. Right. So it's hard to tell. But. The marketing is working <laughs> yep. is the, the moral of the story. The more avenues you have, the more uh, diversity you have in your marketing, then the more likely you are to be a top of mind. Yeah, I think that the carrot leads, uh, it's a mix between direct mail and uh, TV ads. And then it might be drive-by. It might be like, uh, there's one, actually, there's one a carrot that I already know that the lady knew me from car sales, but she still went on our carrot website and then filled out a lead. I'm like, that's funny. It's funny. But um, I yeah. mean, it's totally possible, too, that people go that they do the Google pay per click, mm-hmm. go visit the website, uh, copy and paste the website onto their browser or put it in their phone notes and go, and then go visit four other websites and put put all them down and then come back to us later and put it in. And it's not, you know tracked in their cookies yeah as being from google. the google pay-per-click ad yeah i could see that yeah on those ones uh the craziest part is i just did the math on i would actually like i, I want to break down this math now because it is kind of interesting our average profit mm-hmm. per lead source so direct mail actually makes more is twenty four thousand, which makes sense you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if you're texting somebody and like this is what i'd say to people is like whenever you do an outreach man you're gonna have to like it's gonna be you have to find them at the right time, the right time of day, the right time of like when they're wanting to sell and stuff. When it's direct mail, they save it and they'll call you when they're ready. So you should be making more profit because they're more motivated, more ready to sell at that point. Mm-hmm. But that's crazy. So it's 24,000. What did I say it was for uh, texting? I don't know. 824 
divided by 47, 17. That's a big difference. 24,000. So that's a difference of $6,500 per deal. That's mm. crazy. That, that definitely pays for the direct mail marketing then. That's pretty cool. All right. So the next one is 15, 15. What do you think the next one is? Uh, so carrot was after direct mail. Yeah, direct mail and carrot were both fifteen. Man, I feel like it's got to be well, just based on the data that I've seen before, it's got to be something like referrals. Yep, it's referrals, which is crazy to me too. Like the amount of influence and stuff that we now created, where people knew us or know us. And what's funny is this stuff like this. Like we we went to. It was when Ryan Pineda was blowing up, too, which is crazy. He wasn't even that big yet. He literally just said, all right, guys, you got to start doing podcasts and stuff. I'm like, all right, we're going to do it. And then we just bought those freaking recorder things, and we started doing it. And, like, I feel like that helped us significantly to, like, get these referrals and for people to be, like, top of mind. Mm -hmm. So 12 deals uh, for referrals, which is pretty crazy, Um, $184,000. That's crazy. You would think you would make more on referrals, too, but... 15,000. I guess we just, whenever referrals were like, all right, let's make this happen because we like want to make it work so much more. Oh, yeah, that is true. I, I'm, well, I bet that if we go and look at that data, that there are some that are like, wow, we made a lot on that one. And then there are some where we're like, we just did it because it was a referral. Like mm-hmm. we made 500 bucks. So I'm sure there's like more of an up and down distribution where it's like, hey, if you guys send us a referral and it's like hella close and we can't, like make a lot of money on it we might still do it just to be like hey guys we care about your referrals thank you for sending them to us just let us know when you when you've got a good one next time (laughs) (laughs) yeah we also will give out referral fees too so if you got a deal and you mention this podcast specifically this one right here whatever episode this is going to be we will give you 20 24 (laughs) dollars 2024 okay we'll do that two thousand twenty four dollars but you got to sign a w-9 that's the only stipulations a w-9 is required because we do need to write that off or three hundred dollars in starbucks gift cards why would they, why would they some people one? are weird about w-9 we got to give them options you know? oh okay uh yeah we'll do the 300 for sure <laughs> All right, next one is... $20.24 in Starbucks gift cards. Dude, TV's popping off a little bit now. It's starting to starting to get there. So is it 10x last year? Haha, <laughs> 10x TV is the name of the company we do TV with. I don't I don't have last year's. I we didn't track last year. I think year's. it was like 3. Oh, okay. Is it 30? Oh, we did track last year's. I just don't have it in the spreadsheet. I'm I know it's at. not 30. I don't remember last year. Um so next one is actually wholesaler is how many deals we got or like you know we had eight so mm-hmm. that's the next one we got eight that we bought from wholesalers mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool so that's how you know we're buying deals from you guys keep sending them um jv we also did five so we kind of separated them because jv stands for joint venture too so that means we partnered up with somebody we said hey we'll take down the property we'll do the double close we'll figure out the buyers like whatever it is we'll actually partner up and that one man i really want all this math worked out jv's we ended up making 16 17 000 per deal that's actually pretty good because that's after our split too yeah and with that one a lot of times uh what dakota 
uh, would express to folks who are in the Fort Wayne Real Estate Investors Association meeting or folks who know us from Wealthy Investor or folks who know us online, social media, that sort of thing. When people reach out to us and they say, hey, I've got this deal. What do I do with it? I don't know what I'm doing. And it looks like they could make 50 grand, but they don't have the money. They don't have the resources. They don't know how it works at all. We're like, okay. If you partner with us, we'll do the majority of the work and we'll give you half. That's if you have it under contract, mm -hmm. it actually is a deal and you're uh, working with the seller in a way that uh, demonstrates uh, ethical ethics and integrity, <laughs> yeah. then we will partner with you and do the majority of the work and take half the money. Well, uh, majority, we do everything. We'll, we'll, we'll take over the title work. We will close the deal. We'll provide the money for the deal. We will uh, we'll rehab the deal. We will uh, list it. We will literally do everything. We'll give you a spreadsheet at the end to show you our legitimate actual costs and then split the, split the net profit 50-50. We've done it with several, and uh, I think that they've all been super happy with us, actually. Mm. So, yeah. That's an option for you guys if you are interested in that or if you just want to see the process start to finish on the way we do it. We definitely create a lot of systems and stuff. Um, all right, next one is TV. TV, you got seven. I was actually surprised by TV. I, I would have thought that our um, profit would have been more. Or, oh, it is. Okay. Yep, it is. Guess how much on average we made from TV. Well, last year, I remember it was pretty dang high, but I'm going to guess the that like curved the distribution because sometimes you get home runs and sometimes you get smaller deals. So I bet this year, I mean, if you take like 25% off of last year's, I think last year's was like 50. Oh. So I'm going to guess it's like 35. It's not that high, but it's about 30. Okay. 30. That's pretty good, though. Mm -hmm. so we well, did last year we only got three from oh, TV, really? but they were hella great so you were like dude let's do that again yeah <laughs> it's so funny yeah because uh so i was like i don't like tv it's like you only got three leads come on it doesn't work and dakota's well, like dude but it's so good and then there are people that we go out to because of a letter and then it just it, in theory if people have already seen your face believe that you're credible when you get out there to do the sales your sales just end up being easier you end up making more money on every deal so it's that top of mind awareness marketing that we're, we've been talking about 100%. And we found another guy who, like you said, the 10x TV mm. man, another level. Like, we went from having like, I don't know, 80 spots a month or something like that to having like 800. It was, no, it was more than 10x. It was like we had like 20 or 30 spots maybe. Mm. And then it went to 800. Like, it's just insane for the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing is like, we're spending, a lot of people ask us actually. So I'll tell you guys, we're spending around like right around five to $7,000 a month for TV ads. And uh, yeah, the ROI is insane um, on those, which is why I've always liked them. Even when we were spending, we were spending five grand, we made 50K on one deal. It's like, there it is for the year. We're good. So now well, it's like deal. five grand a month. The reason, the reason that it was bothering me is because I kept seeing the $5,000 bills hit and then we would like get one big one and it would be like, see, it works. And I'd be like, that was one $50,000 deal. Let's just wait. And then it'd be like another six months. And then we kicked them off yeah. and then we turned it back on. And I was like, dude, this isn't consistent. Yeah, that was, I mean, it, it worked though. Overall, I think it's working a lot. So let me see, what else do we got? I mean, we got some one-offs here. I think that's basically the big ones. I mean, the other one, Joint Venture, we already talked about. Other than that, I mean, Google Voice, we got three. Pay-per-click, we've got one so far. Facebook Marketplace, one. 
Um, Fort Wayne Rhea, we got one. Um, that was just, the, I think that was the joint venture that we did. I can't remember. Maybe we got it from the website. I don't know where they're tracking that. Returning customers, we got two. That's pretty cool. And then cold calling, we got one. So that's basically a, a overview. I think we spent, oh, I, we already talked about what we spent on marketing and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so we spent around 300-ish K and net, net, net. It looks like what we're projected to make is somewhere around a, like just straight a million. I was hoping it's 1.2, but it, right now it's looking like a million. But that's also without that package of 14 that we sold too. So that might actually change some stuff. Mm -hmm. So on $300,000, we basically tripled our money. And that's after everything, employees, overhead, expenses, all of that stuff. Mm. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it was a pretty, pretty good year. I feel like we learned a lot, created a lot of systems, processes, grew a freaking crazy amount. And now we got in another office because we have 13 or 14 people inside this office what our total total marketing spend was what around 300 oh, okay maybe a little bit more mm. yep so we're almost really it's supposed to be one of every every four dollars that you profit really yeah one one out of every four is what uh josh and tiffany high were given is like statistically well, where you should be well that's something else to consider too though is we're also in the middle of 30 you know what i mean so mm -hmm. we got we just haven't received yeah. the monies to make it one out of four. Exactly. You think we're at one out of four? Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%, dude. So I can just tell you, like, just in equity, just in prof profit sitting there, like, let me see really quick. Here we go. Rentals. Give me one second, guys. I'm pulling up some spreadsheets here. Don't you worry, guys. I'll be right back. Just oh yeah, we uh, we added some new employees as well between last year and this year. I don't remember exactly how many, but uh, when I was looking at the the picture on the wall, uh, my daughter was like, "Why isn't Cody on there?" And I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, I don't think we had Cody at that time." So I was looking at like last year because I think that was almost like right around Christmas time or something. We took that picture. I think so. And it might have been like ten of us or something, nine of us. I don't even remember, dude. And now we're up to how many people? Sixteen. Something like that. We got some people now, so yeah, a lot more people. <laughs> um, so we have. 2.4 million in equity right now in the in the ones that are already being flipped so mm. you know subtract out realtor fees and all that other costs and you know that's a guesstimation but it's usually pretty dang accurate honestly i'm pretty mm. dang close on that stuff so 2.4 that's still waiting to actually sell mm. on marketing costs that we already spent right so mm. that's where it's like whenever you're in that cash conversion cycle that we talked about earlier it's all depends on where we're at in that but yeah it's definitely there yeah, it's not it's not as scary this year, actually, going into when you're thinking about a cash conversion cycle, just because of the projected lowering of the interest rates raises demand. And so it's like, you know, if interest rates would have been projected to like go up to 12% this year, we'd probably be a lot more scared. Whereas because they're projected to go like down to six or something, it actually puts us in a really good spot. I, would, I always like joke with my grandpa and stuff. I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, if interest rates go up, we're going to be like kind of scared and people are going to be like, oh, man, you shouldn't have done that. And then if interest rates go down, they're going to be like, man, these guys are geniuses. I should have bought everything. And yeah. it's like just I mean, we always just end up being consistent anyways and just 
figuring it out. Yeah. That's that's what I always say too is we'll figure it out. We had to land contracts some, like we will we're gonna find a way to make sure that we stay afloat. It's all about structuring the deal the right way and Sometimes you got to structure it on the back end in order to make sense, but that's why it's important to buy it right. Make sure you structure it right and and have a multiple different backup plans because we got a lot of different ways that we can make stuff work mm-hmm. and get very creative with that. And if you can't figure it out, then you can call us and we'll help you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty strategic. Unless you don't have a social security number. <laughs> then it might be more difficult, but I, we can find a way still. I can still get you health sharing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a way. But yeah, that is, uh, that's basically it. I mean, uh, anything else you want to go over? What's new for 2024? Shoot. We dude, got 10 minutes, 10 minutes. We got three minutes. All right. You got 30. Okay. Yeah. We'll do a quick one. So 2024, I mean, uh, we don't really have a revenue, um, projected. I mean, honestly, if we make another million, I'll be happy. I like to make a million dollars a year now at this point, because that's kind of what we've been making. Um, make a million dollars this year um, with the flipping um, and then really automate. I mean, our goal is to automate a lot more this year, create more systems, more processes, more clarity and get this thing really running, tracking stuff a lot more so we know exactly what's happening without having to be inside of it and have that gut feeling or really know. It's just like, hey, here's the numbers, and it kind of is what it is thing. So that's kind of the the plan that I have for 2024. Yeah, we had a meeting earlier today just going over the 11 points, uh, 11 things that would help move the business forward. A lot of it was around structure and uh, creating processes and KPIs and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think for 2024, uh, it's going to be interesting just see it like putting faith in, uh, the employees, but then also checking in with the, uh, measuring Mm -hmm. what they're accomplishing and making sure that, uh, people have accountability and that sort of thing. It's exciting. We're also going to bring back the ping pong table because we've got another office. So we're going to have two ping pong tables. So super excited about that. We also want to have like uh, a lot of like health care, um, not health care. I don't know the right word for it, but basically office supplies. Yes. Office supplies for the office space. So different things that are going to help us to be better, more productive, more healthy people, because uh, here at LTD, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious from the outside, but if you don't know, we care a lot more about life than just making money. We care about our relationships. We care about our faith, our spirituality. We care about our health and we care about business and like, you know, doing right. So, um, we just want to continue to grow in that aspect and provide more of like the fun, but then also, uh, like health related stuff that's going to help us. So we're thinking like we might even get a cold plunge, might get a weight room, office supplies, office supplies and then, uh, yeah, paperweights, <laughs> That'd be so funny. You're like, what's this 45 pound? That's a paperweight. <laughs> That's a good one. But yeah, so we're excited for the new office space. It's going to be super awesome. And uh, and we will have an event center oh, yeah. up, running, functional. It's probably going to be more awesome than what we even expected. Uh, Dakota and Rayleigh have, have been stream like running that project. And uh, so... Connor too. 
yeah, we're, ex we're expecting to be able to hold events in it, not just the Fort Wayne Real Estate Investors Association, but weddings. It's a venue. It's going to be awesome. And so look out for that on social media and uh, reach out to Raylene if you want to book it out. <laughs> yep. And we'll see you guys. You got anything else? Uh, I don't think so. All right. I got to go to the bathroom. So we'll see you guys we'll on the next one. See you guys in 2024. Peace.